0: Today's Bible study will be from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, and we're going to look at verses 14 through 29. That's Mark, chapter 6, verses 14 through 29. The title for today's lesson is, Herod's Hideous Gift. Let's pray. Father, we always want to thank you for sending Jesus, your Son, to die on the cross for our sins. Jesus, we thank you for being faithful to do your Father's will. And Jesus, we also thank you for your Holy Spirit indwelling us and leading us. Father, guide us as we study your word today and let your word be a blessing to us and that we would also be a blessing to you and your kingdom. We ask all of this in your name, Jesus. We love you, God. Amen. Let's take a look at these verses from Mark chapter 6, verses 14 through 29 as I read them. Mark 6:14. And King Herod heard of him, for his name was spread abroad. And he said that John the Baptist was risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. Others said that it is Elias, and others said that it is a prophet, or as one of the prophets. But when Herod heard thereof, he said, It is John, whom I beheaded, He is risen from the dead. For Herod himself had sent forth and laid hold upon John and bound him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John had said unto Herod, It is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Therefore Herodias had a quarrel against him and would have killed him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and holy, and observed him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. And when a convenient day was come that Herod on his birthday made a supper to his lords, high captains, and the chief estates of Galilee, and when the daughter of the said Herodias came in and danced and pleased Herod and them that sat with him, the king said unto the damsel, Ask of me whatsoever thou wilt, and I will give it thee. And he sware unto her, Whatsoever thou shalt ask of me, I will give it thee, unto the half of my kingdom. And she went forth and said unto her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. And she came in straightway with haste unto the king, and asked, saying, I will that thou give me by and by in a charger the head of John the Baptist. And the king was exceeding sorry, yet for his oath's sake and for their sakes, which sat with him, he would not reject her. And immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head to be brought, and when he went and beheaded him in the prison, and brought his head in a charger and gave it to the damsel and the damsel gave it to her mother. And when his disciples heard of it, they came and took up his corpse and laid it in a tomb. What a sad, sad story these verses uncover. This indeed was Herod's hideous gift to his wife. And all of this goes back to King Herod the Great. This Herod in Mark is the son of Herod the Great. What a sad story is this story of Herod and John the Baptist, Herodias and and Herodias' daughter who danced. History tells us that this daughter's name was Salome. Josephus, the historian, records this and she was approximately 18 years of age, she was born in approximately 14 AD, so this would put her as a teenager. King Herod is the son of Herod the Great. If you remember, Herod the Great tried to put Jesus to death at the time of his birth and killed many of the Jewish children that were age 2 and under. And this is his son, who is the ruler of an area near the Sea of Galilee. and he was also a very wicked man proverbs 10:7 says the memory of the just is blessed but the name of the wicked shall rot and when we think about these main characters we think of john the baptist and his memory with great fondness john the baptist has a great testimony he is the one who baptized jesus in the jordan and he made the proclamation in john chapter 1 verse 29 I'll read that. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him, and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. If you remember that John the Baptist was about six months older than Jesus. Elizabeth, his mom, was visited by Mary when Mary first became pregnant through the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist already had the Holy Spirit in him, even when he was in his mama's womb. All of his life is a great testimony. He had the privilege of baptizing Jesus in the Jordan. And his testimony was that this is the Lamb of God, Jesus. This is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He was a great preacher through all of his very short lifetime. This is at the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. So John the Baptist is approximately 31 years old at this time. Let's look at the verses in closer detail and King Herod heard of him. Now this heard of him as Jesus because at this point, John the Baptist has already been killed by King Herod. And he said that John the Baptist was risen from the dead. It's amazing that his conscience was already bothering him in this short time after he had killed him. Perhaps our conscience is the worm that dieth not. The people that go into hell they will remember into eternity the evil that they have done and the rejection of the Holy Spirit that sent them there. Mark 6.15 And others said that it is Elias or Elijah. And others said that it is a prophet or as one of the prophets. Jesus' testimony was that he was great among the people because he was doing many mighty miracles and his words were powerful and strong. And many people were following him. Now back speaking to John the Baptist, Matthew 11:11 11, 11 says, Verily I say unto you, Among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So Jesus' testimony about John the Baptist was that of all these prophets born of women, John the Baptist was greatest. And yet, whoever is in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. Even the least person in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. And what is this speaking to? Anybody who tries to earn their salvation by works of righteousness will fall short. You must be born of water and of the Spirit. John the Baptist led a great life, but works alone will not get you into the kingdom. We have to be born again. And anybody who is born of water and of the Spirit comes into the kingdom of heaven. And even the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than anybody who tries to earn their salvation through works of righteousness. The Bible says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he has saved us through the washing of regeneration. Mark 6:16. 6, but when Herod heard thereof, He said, it is John whom I beheaded. He is risen from the dead. Here we see his conscience kicking in and he's saying that John is risen. Only somebody who came back from the afterlife could do these great miracles. It also tells us that Herod believed in the afterlife and judgment. There is a parallel passage in Matthew chapter 14 that reads, and said unto his servants, speaking of Herod, this is John the Baptist, he is risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. Herod thought that these miracles being done by Jesus, and that were greatly spoken of and proclaimed, that this had to be John the Baptist. But it wasn't, it was Jesus. Luke 9.9 says, And Herod said, John, have I beheaded? But who is this, of whom I hear such things? And he desired to see him. The Gospel of Luke gives us a little bit more insight into Herod. He believed that John had risen from the dead. People were saying, no, this isn't John, this is Jesus of Nazareth. And now he desires to actually see and hear Jesus. Mark 6.17, back to our text verses. For Herod himself had sent forth and laid hold upon John and bound him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. Here we see that Herod is married to a lady named Herodias. Herodias was married to Herod's half-brother, Philip. She left Philip through divorce and then has remarried Philip's half-brother, Herod And John the Baptist confronts them and preaches to them and said their marriage is wrong. Mark 6.18 says, For John had said unto Herod, It is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. He's pointing out their sin. Just as John the Baptist proclaimed the deity of Jesus in the wilderness, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world, he was not afraid to point out the sin of Herod and Herodias. Now this made Herodias very angry. She didn't like to be publicly pointed out as being sinful, and she is the wife of Herod, and he is considered a king of that area around the Sea of Galilee. So he has a lot of power. As we will see, they both have a lot of pride. And because of Herodias' pride, She wants to have John the Baptist killed. Now where was John preaching this word from? Where was he getting this point that it is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife? Well, John was very familiar with Leviticus and there's several verses that deal with this in Leviticus and I'll point out one here. Leviticus 18.16 says, Thou shalt not uncover the nakedness of thy brother's wife. It is thy brother's nakedness. And that's pointing out that you cannot marry your brother's wife if your brother is still alive. Now, of course, death frees up somebody from marriage vows and then they're free to remarry anyone who they would, but Philip is still alive. Mark 6.19 Therefore, Herodias had a quarrel against him and would have killed him, but she could not. Herodias, at this point, has the idea in her mind in her heart she wants to kill John the Baptist she has this spirit of murder in her but she could not for a number of reasons one is that John the Baptist was very well received in the community and he was looked upon as a great prophet also she being a woman did not have all the power and authority that her husband would have and also from a legal point of view Israel was under the authority of Rome And remember, the Jewish leaders, they had to go to Pontius Pilate to get authority to crucify Jesus on the cross. The same here. Herod would need to get authority in order to put anyone to death. And he does not have that authority. Proverbs 29.10 says, The bloodthirsty hate the upright, but the just seek his soul. And here we see that Herodias hates John the Baptist because she understands that he's telling the truth. This is really a fight against good and evil. John the Baptist is speaking the Word of God. And we know in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So the very essence of this Leviticus passage is speaking the mind of Christ. Because Herodias represents evil, she hates these words. Matthew 14.5 says, And when he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him a prophet. And this is speaking to Herod. He wanted to put him to death, probably because Herodias' wife is talking to him often at nighttime. Herod fears the multitude because they consider John the Baptist the prophet. Mark 620, for Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and holy, and observed him. And when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. This is an amazing verse. It says Herod feared John because he understood John was a holy man. But do you also see where Herod heard John the Baptist gladly? He enjoyed John the Baptist preaching. James 1.8 says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Certainly Herod is a double-minded man. On one hand, he wants to put John the Baptist to death, probably because of the pressure from his wife. And on the other hand, he wants to hear what John the Baptist has to preach, and he hears him gladly. Mark 6:21 says, and when a convenient day was come that Herod on his birthday made a supper to his lords, high captains and chief estates of Galilee. Here we see that Herod has his birthday. And what he does is he has a great supper. He invites all the important people, the lords, the high captains, everybody who is a large property owner. And he has this big feast. What's also interesting as events unfold, this almost seems to be not only his birthday, but his spiritual death day. Because it's almost like he crosses a line in the spirit world. Romans 1.28 says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. John the Baptist is put to death on this day because of the pride of Herod and also the pride of his wife Herodias. Now Herodias has a daughter from her prior husband Philip. The Bible doesn't give her name. However, Josephus, the Jewish first century historian, tells us that Herodias' daughter's name was Salome. That would make her the stepdaughter of Herod But it would also make her the niece of Herod. And it says, And when the daughter of Set Herodias came in and danced and pleased Herod and them which sat with him, the king said unto the damsel, Ask of me whatsoever you will, and it will give it you. So we have this girl. She's in her late teens. She comes in and dances. You can anticipate that many of these men were drinking. And this is not a situation where a teenager ought to be involved with all of these men. We don't know how big the feast was but there could have been literally dozens of people that were invited. And just think about the mom that she would allow her daughter to dance. Her mom is obviously there and present at this occasion. Woe unto the parents that lead their children into sin. It's amazing when you think about these suicide bombers in the Middle East where they will strap bombs to their chest, go onto a bus and blow up all the children that are on the bus. How do these suicide bombers learn this hatred? It's from their parents. As parents, we need to lead our children in the ways of righteousness, not in the ways of sin. And here Herodias is leading her daughter Salome in the ways of sin. Matthew 18.6 says, But whosoever shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. God loves his children, especially believers. Woe unto that adult who leads a child into sin. And there are so many adults that prey upon children, and especially children that are already saved. God said it's better if you had a millstone around your neck and you were drowned. Mark 6.23. This is again speaking of Herod after Herodias' daughter Salome had danced. And he swore unto her, Whatsoever thou shalt ask of me, I will give it thee unto the half of my kingdom. What man in his right mind would promise somebody half of their wealth, half of the kingdom, because she had a dance, a pleasing dance? Perhaps he was drunk. We don't really know in the context of him saying that, but he's saying it in the levity of the moment with all of these people around him that hear him. Matthew 14:7, the parallel passage says, speaking of Herod, whereupon he promised with an oath, to give her whatsoever she would ask. So not only did he promise it, he promised it with an oath. Mark 6.24, And she went forth, this is speaking of Salome, and she went forth and said unto her mother, What shall I ask? And she said, Herodias said, to her daughter, the head of John the Baptist. So here we see the depths of the depravity of Herodias coming forth. She speaks it. She wants the head of John the Baptist. She wants John the Baptist murdered, put to death. And why? Because John the Baptist had spoken the truth about the sin that she was doing with Herod. Matthew 14, 8 in the parallel passage it says, And she, being instructed of her mother, said, Give me here John the Baptist's head in a charger. Here we see the same thing repeated in Mark 6.25. And she came in straightway with haste unto the king and asked, saying, I will that thou give me by and by in a charger the head of John the Baptist. So Salome, she's saying in this verse, I will. She's part of this murderous plot. She's old enough to understand what she's doing is wicked. And she says to King Herod, I will that thou give me, by and by, in a charger, the head of John the Baptist. Now why did they come up with this idea of having John the Baptist's head on a charger? A charger is a big platter that you put food on. Perhaps they saw all the platters at this great feast. And they said, here, take a platter, put his head on it. Very, very wicked. Psalm 37.12 says, The wicked plot against the just and gnash upon him with his teeth. Here Herodias and Salome are playing the parts of the wicked and they're plotting. They have this scheme. They're premeditating against the just John the Baptist and they want him dead. Mark 6.26 And the king was exceeding sorry yet for his oath's sake and for their sakes which sat with him He would not reject them. Here we see King Herod's pride entering into the picture. Yet for his oath's sake, he could very easily have said, I'm sorry, I was a little bit drunk. I am not going to kill this man. Ask me something else. But he didn't. He made this oath in front of all of these important people and he didn't want to go back on it and lose his own face. And it also says, for their sakes, which sat with him, he would not reject her. We don't know how many people were at this great feast on his birthday, but it's interesting that not one of them stands up and is mentioned as saying, hey, this is wrong. What you're going to be doing is murder. Please don't do it. Now, Herod was the man of authority and in power, and yet you would think a righteous man would stand up and point out what was going on was evil. Nobody did. So it's almost like they were all in, to a certain degree, participating in this sin. Proverbs 16.5 says, Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand joined hand in hand, he shall not be unpunished. Herod certainly has a proud heart here because he doesn't want to lose face in front of all of his business, political, and friends, all of his associates, though hand join in hand, all of these people were now accomplices to the murder. He shall not be unpunished. God will not allow this wickedness to go unpunished. Mark 6.27 And immediately the king sent an executioner and commanded his head to be brought, and he went and beheaded him in prison in your mind visualize this. This executioner walks down to the prison, goes into the cell where John the Baptist is. Perhaps there are other prisoners in the same cell. They see this executioner with this long sword coming in and he commands that John the Baptist kneel down and then he swings that long sword and he chops his head off and he picks it up and puts it onto this platter. And he carries it back into the feast. Matthew eleven six says, And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. If we're not offended by the word of God, God says we're blessed. King Herod, Herodias, Salome, and all of those people at that dinner, they were greatly offended by the word of God. They were not blessed. Mark six twenty eight and brought his head in a charger. So this executioner carries the head of John the Baptist in a charger and gave it to the damsel, to Salome, this young teenager. And the damsel gave it to her mother. Proverbs 18.7 says, A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. The oath that Herod had made in front of all of these people led to his spiritual destruction. He still was alive and had all the power, but his lips became the snare of his soul. A snare is something that kills, that captures a prey. Herod's mouth led to his destruction. At any point he could have said, no, I'm sorry, I was wrong, and just turned to Herodias and said, I will not kill John the Baptist. But he didn't do any of that. And indeed he carried out this wicked murder. Mark 6.29 And when his disciples heard of it, they came and took up his corpse and laid it in a tomb. It doesn't say whatever happened to John the Baptist's head, but his followers, they came and took his corpse and gave it a proper burial in a tomb. Matthew 14.12, the parallel verse says, And his disciples came and took up the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. So now Jesus is informed. Jesus, as God, knows everything. But in the flesh, remember Jesus is 100% God and 100% man. Perhaps in the flesh, he was not aware. But now he is because John the Baptist's disciples told him that he had been beheaded. What are some of the conclusions that we can get from this story? Obviously, it shows the evilness of the heart of Herod, Herodias, and Salome. It also seems that Herod sinned away his day of salvation. The Bible says the grace of God that brings salvation appears to all men. So Herod did have the Holy Spirit that put him under a degree of repentance, perhaps when John the Baptist was preaching, because he enjoyed listening to John the Baptist speak. And yet, he never did cross into the kingdom. He never did submit to the will of God. And we also learn in Acts 12:23 what happens to Herod. He's publicly speaking, and the people acknowledge him that he speaks as God. And he doesn't say, no, I'm not God. In fact, he liked the adoration that the people were giving him. And it says, God smote him, struck him down. Acts 12:23 says, And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him, because he gave not God the glory, and he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. Now we don't know if he was eaten of worms literally on that day, or if this was a long-term illness that ate him up, but either way it was a very painful death, and it was a direct result of his pride. Luke 23, 8 says, And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceeding glad, for he was desirous to see him of a long season, because he had heard many things of him, and he hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. This is at the time of Jesus' crucifixion, the day he will go to the cross. Pilate sent Jesus to Herod. Here it says Herod was exceeding glad to see Jesus, Was it because he wanted to hear Jesus give a testimony? No. He wanted to see if Jesus would do some miracle, like Jesus was some kind of a magician, some kind of an entertainment for him. Herod was so lost and his heart so wicked at that point, he did not recognize that Jesus was God in the flesh, standing before him. And then the next verse, Luke 23, 9, which is very sad. Then Herod questioned Jesus with many words, but Jesus answered him nothing. There's a day coming when the lost will call upon the Lord, and if they have sinned away their day of salvation, the Holy Spirit will answer them nothing. And that person, at that point, is as good as in hell. Because what God warns in the Bible that there is an unforgivable sin, which is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Dear listener, have you repented of your sins? Have you called upon the name of Jesus, the name above all names, as your own personal Savior? In today's society, there are many people who are sinning away their day of salvation. First Timothy 4.1 says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. We are certainly in the latter times, and many people depart from the faith. They want to have nothing to do with a simple belief in Jesus as a personal Savior and God. And they do give heed to seducing spirits, these evil spirits, these doctrines of devils. And there are so many of them that are prevalent today. The next verse, 1 Timothy four two says, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. God gives us all a conscience. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, many times Your conscience will tell you when you're sinning. And yet some people have their conscience seared with a hot iron. They can no longer understand the Holy Spirit in the spirit world. And that's a sad day. If you're under conviction today, your conscience is not seared with a hot iron. And you still can call upon the name of the Lord to save you. And don't think that you can put it off until tomorrow. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. And boast not yourself of tomorrow because you don't know what a day will bring forth. If you haven't called on Jesus as your personal Savior, today can be your day of salvation. Pray that the Holy Spirit will save you today, that you will be quickened from the dead. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this study today In this passage about King Herod and his wife Herodias who he was not supposed to be married to because it was wickedness in your sight and Salome, this daughter who danced and who helped carry out the wishes of her wicked mom and helped to see that John the Baptist was beheaded and yet his testimony lives on. 2,000 years later we see where he was a great man of God. 2,000 years later we see the wickedness of the sins of Herod, Herodias, and Salome. We can draw many lessons from this that we can use in our own personal life. Father, if there's a listener today who is not saved, draw them to your Son. And Jesus, let your Holy Spirit quicken them from the dead and let them come into the kingdom. And we ask this in your name, Jesus. We love you, God. Amen.